On this episode of the Girl Talk Podcast... What do we do with broken things? We take them to God and fix them, and He doesn't always fix the broken things. He makes them new. You're listening to the Girl Talk Podcast brought to you by our friends at Fox Toy Oda. My name is Carol. I'm Kelly. Hey, I'm Trisha. And we're so glad that you are here. You make time for what you want to make time for. You ever heard anybody say that? Mm-hmm. Have sure. you ever thought of it in terms of an idol? Mm. No. Well, no. I, wow. I want to put this into um, a little bit of perspective today for us as we kind of frame this conversation. A couple years ago, I did a Bible study um, from Kelly Minter. It's called No Other Gods. And she starts out by talking about going to a museum and seeing some of the idols that history has given us and things that we've worshipped through the years and in, in, in really engaging us with the fact that we have modern day idols. I'd never thought of this before in my life, but she defined idols as this because before this Bible study, if you would have asked me, do you have idols? I'd be like, no, like the American kind. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But she says this, an idol is something other than God that we set our heart on that motivates us, that masters and rules us or that we trust, fear or serve. Ooh, that's a great definition. Yeah. Should I give it to you again? Yes. Okay. Yeah. An idol in our lives is something other than God that we set our heart on something that motivates us, something that masters and rules us, or that we trust, fear, or serve. So that's where we're going to start today, and we're going to dive deep. So put your seatbelt on, and let's go. What are some of the most popular idols that I think, or not that I think, but that are the most popular idols of our day? What do you think? Just if you were to look at culture today and say, here's an idol, a good money. Money and financial security. Money, financial yeah. security. I would say, um, like acclaim, fame, um, positive yeah. thoughts yeah. about you, position. Your, your, yeah, yeah, position. Yeah. Also, appearance, right, mm-hmm. can be one. Yes. Um, yeah, myself. Ooh. Pleasure, pleasure. pleasure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Self gratification. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you a question here at the the onset of this conversation because I think that. All those are good positive things that we see in culture that maybe go too far, but we, you know, in and of themselves, we wouldn't necessarily say they were an mm-hmm. idol. Can negative things be an idol? Hmm. Well, for, with your definition. Yeah. For yeah. example, I think for a time in my life, brokenness was an idol in my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tell I see me where why. you're going. What yeah. do you mean by so, that? Mm-hmm. So I think I was so... Um, intent on fixing my brokenness that it became something that I was trying to get healing to serve myself mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. it does I know that's kind of um but I but I think what we do we, we you know there's this mm. overarching um truth that we're all broken and that is true but mm-hmm. I think some of us and me included in this not some of us me got so intent on fixing my brokenness that became sort of an idol for me and it was all about fixing what was wrong not for the sake of glorifying God but for what it could serve me mm-hmm. yeah yeah again though I think when you get down into the depths of that that is the idol of myself oh yeah, yeah. oh absolutely yeah. it is even the negative sides of myself can be the negative sides and the positive sides of myself can be an idol absolutely 
That is so true, a self-focus. And I have had a similar thing, except I've treated it differently. Instead of the fixing of your brokenness being the idol, I have allowed myself to just live in a brokenness and Mm. let that be my Mm. idol. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just where I am and I don't have to do anything about it. And I'm just going to identify myself and serve, serve that part of me. Right. And that can be an idol, too. Mm, That's what I thought about when you mentioned that, because I'm thinking about times in my life when I had just made the choice that I'm going to allow that to be my master. Yeah. So a couple of years ago when I was in that broken place and God kind of convicted me of that, um, he took me to um, to Joshua 24, 23, where he says, you know, throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your so yield was my word for that mm. year. Oh, and and I and I want to go there because I think yielding is part of the um, prescription mm. to take something from being an idol mm-hmm. to putting in its it, putting it in its proper mm. place. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to see if you guys think that as well, because for me, that was a critical step that God was like, you know, you got to yield that brokenness to me, but also yield to the work that I want to do through you and through the brokenness and not make the brokenness the ultimate thing. Because what do we do with broken things? We take them to God and fix them. And he doesn't always fix the broken things. He makes them new. Right. That's right. Like if you if you went to a child and said, OK, I'm going to give you a fixed toy or I'm going to give you a new toy. Which one would the child choose? New toy. Every single time. Right. And so I couldn't understand why God wouldn't fix what was broken and how he could get glory oh, through it. Yeah. Part of the part of the problem was I wasn't yielding to him. I was trying for to be my own savior. Mm-hmm. Doing it yourself. Right. And I think that's yeah. at the heart of a lot of idols in our lives. Maybe all of them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know of any that it probably wouldn't be. But for me, that was a very real struggle that I, I just had to yield every part of that. And, you know, <laughs> we have an intersection here close to the radio station that is the perfect example of yielding. There are two lanes that merge into one and there's a big yield sign on the right side and there is no yield sign on the left side. You're supposed to be able to just go. You cannot or you are going to get killed. Absolutely. Like yes, if this, absolutely. And, and everybody's only going like 30 miles an hour. But uh-huh. still, people do not yield on that right side. Mm-hmm. And every time I go through that intersection, God will like ping my brain and go, yield. You got to yield. You know, and, and for me, that's hard because I want to push ahead. I want to move forward. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go do the next thing. You know, I want to learn what I'm supposed to learn and move on, you know. What um, does yield mean to you? Because I, I, I get it, right? and I know the intersection, too. And I have almost died many times yes, on that very intersection. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of a test to see how I'm doing that day, whether I shoot them the look. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I let it go. Yeah, but, Yield to me is to examine my desire and see if it lines up with God's desire and let God's oh. desire go first. Yeah. Does it line up with God's desire? And let God's desire go first, because I think we can do that. We can we can look at ourselves and look at our lives and think, okay, does this line up with God? Is it in his word? Can I find a truth that that is is I'm on the right page here? Not is God on my page? Because that's totally wrong. That's yep. That's sign number one. It's an idol. But if, if but can I look at God's word and see this is what his will is for me? And then can I put away my desire and let him lead and let his word lead and let his guidance be my guidance instead of always trying to get in front and show God where to go. Yeah. I had to struggle with that a few years ago in a major way. I had made my career my idol. Mm. 
yeah. and um, had it's taken. Easy to do. Oh yeah, and it happened. It is so frequent. And I had society's gotten, good with that. Yeah. Oh oh yes, you get all the nice accolades. Um, I was yeah. twenty five. Yeah, I was twenty nine years old and serving as a vice president for a, wow. a nonprofit, a multi million dollar nonprofit. Mm. I thought I was the stuff, mm-hmm. and um, on the fast track on my career, mm. eight months pregnant, got fired. Mm. And it was absolutely the best blessing that I have ever had other than marriage and, you know, salvation and my Mm -hmm. child. But as far as career blessing, Mm. oh, God righted me Mm. and said, hey, you have made this an idol. You have made work and success and climbing the ladder an idol. And I'm going to both humble you and I'm going to reset your priorities. And um, I've got plans for you. And I want you in my will, and you've decided to be in Kelly's will, not in mine. Mm. Because I had forgotten to do that. I had yeah. forgotten to stop and pray and say, God, what's your will? Yeah. What does the Bible say about where you want me to go? And it was hard. It was a really hard time. But wow, what blessings came on the backside of it. Well, mm. that's what I want to hear about the hard part about that. Because that I, I can see you saying that. And I think to myself, but that must have been really painful. Oh, oh yeah, it was. Well, and, you know, to add insult to injury, it was a friend, a very dear friend Mm. that um, let me go. And um, it was very painful, especially because I had really worked hard to get to this place in my career. And um, but at the end of the day, I knew that God was going to take care of me, whatever it was he had a plan for. He was going to take he was going to take care of me. So I, I, I want to interject and ask you a question here because I know this was true for me. Did you get to know God in a new and fresh way in that experience? Absolutely. See, that's the way yes. with me. Mine was not professional, but mine was personal. And I've talked about it before going through divorce. Um, I thought only God used perfect people. And, you know, it's it's a mystery to me because I it's not like, have you ever read the Bible? Like, none, there are no perfect people in there, just one. His name's Jesus. <laughs> true. Um, but but my whole idea of ministry was living the perfect life and doing all the right things. And I was doing that. And then life fell apart and my world crumbled and I plunged into the depths of despair and thought, I don't really know how to recover from this. But and I didn't know it till years later that that was the I, I don't I'm not I don't suggest divorce ever because um, even the best divorce is worse than a bad marriage. Mm. Now, I, I don't, if you're being abused, I don't mean that, but I absolutely get the help that you need. But I often tell my married friends, um, I know you're unhappy now, but divorce is more unhappy for you. Um, so I encourage people to stay married. But in that moment, I realized that God was able to do that um, shift in me because I I learned things about God that I wouldn't have known any other way. Mm-hmm. Like I had, I, I told, I tell people all the time, I said I had an accessory faith. It was a very nice thing to have in addition to my very nice life. When I lost all those things, I found the one thing that I only ever had. Mm-hmm. And that was Jesus and got to know him in some very really practical ways. Like provider, I didn't know as a single mom how I was going to be able to make it, you know? Yeah. Well, and it also makes you... Start to question who you are. What is your identity? For, for sure. That was for me. That was the thing that it made me do was question what it. What have I put my identity in? Mm-hmm. And my identity had gotten wrapped up in my career, maybe for you wrapped up in your marriage or in mm-hmm. your ministry and not wrapped up in the fact that I'm a child of God. And that yep. he is on the throne and has a plan for my life and knows better than I ever mm-hmm. will about sure. where I should go and what I should do. 
I think exactly. You can tell what your idol is when you put so much stock in it. Mm-hmm. And it's so painful when it's taken away. Yeah. And, and, and that can be, our pastor always said, um, it can be a good thing, but when it becomes a God thing, right. it is a bad thing. Right. Well, and, I mean, in the definition, what yeah. motivates us. Yeah. What yeah. masters us, what rules us, what we set our heart on. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the definition of it there for me is, is so powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it takes digging to really understand this. Mm. I, I appreciate because you guys have a lot of, um, you can look back and see how God identified something and how he walked you through when it was taken away. Yeah. But I think this is a tough one to really um, figure out when you're living day to day. For the longest time, I really thought that an idol for me was playing tennis Hmm. Or doing like a sport, because that was kind of what I thought about on my off hours. It's I would put that ahead of um, sometimes my family. Hmm. I would be training for it and thinking about it and obsessing on it and spending all this time. And um, God revealed to me that it's deeper than that. Hmm. It's not tennis. It's pride Hmm. or the desire to have someone go. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, <laughs> or good job. Yeah, yeah. or add a boy. So it's it, it it you have to dig a little bit to see what it is, and sometimes the symptom um, is one thing, but it's the deeper cause that God's trying to root out. Well, in your example, in Kelly's example, and in my example, all I think pride is the root. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Like so, is that maybe maybe we've uncovered something there? Do you think pride is the root of all idol? All things that are become idols, it might be. I mean, it has it has some implications. <laughs> what have we stumbled on here, girls? <laughs> right, yeah, and self. Yeah, you know that just that, that self focused piece of it. Those things I think yeah. are completely intertwined. Yeah, self and pride, and we love ourselves more than we love God, mm. and that's it. And that's becomes an idol. Yeah. And so, okay, we've talked about different idols that we've all dealt with and and times that we've gone through. So how, uh, you know, once we identify something, if there's something that motivates you and and you kind of do some thinking on it and you get down and and you kind of deal with, okay, here's the root issue of it. How do you pull it up? (laughs) How Mm -hmm. do you, how do you eradicate that? How do you yield? How do you, what are, Mm -hmm. what are steps to take? I think for me, um, the the way that I started to walk out with God's help was accountability. Mm. Um, anytime I think yeah. you have um, a, a, an idol in your life or something that has an un, you have an unhealthy obsession with, and that that's what I would say about my brokenness. I just had an unhealthy obsession. Everything just you know revolved around that broken place you know and 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 it wasn't i go back to the story in the bible where you know jesus said do you want to be well Uh like somebody asked me that question Uh like do you want to be well like well of course i want to be well you know but i didn't right yeah because i'd just rather wallow yeah how is this serving you how is this serving me yes Mm -hmm. and and so i think let's let's come up with some very practical ways accountability is one of them but here's the thing i will say about accountability it is hard Hard. And mm-hmm. somebody's going to hurt your feelings because sure. you're going to be defensive about your idol. You know why? 
Because you put it up on a pedestal, girl. Because <laughs> it's your idol. Because right. <laughs> it's your idol, and you want to protect it, and you don't want anybody to knock your happy over. Mm-hmm. But somebody's going to knock your happy over if they say, no, this, this is, I think you need to take a look at this. So you got to be, you got to forge those relationships where you have people who can say to you, yeah. Now, God revealed me, revealed that to me in my own time with him, and I think he'll start to do that. And confirmation can come with that accountability and and even being so bold as to share with somebody, you know, I think this is really a problem Um, and 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 asking for their input on it. That's a hard conversation to have. I've I've had a handful of them in my lifetime and I pout for a while. I'll just be honest. And all the friends that I've asked about that, they will say, yes, she pouted for a time and didn't talk to me for a while. But she eventually came back around and said, thank you, because I did. I realized that it was such a. A healing conversation, but a heart conversation to have. You know, I think the first place we actually need to start is with prayer. Mm. Because I think, I know for me, when I was caught up in my career being my idol, I didn't know my career was my idol. Yeah. Until I until it was taken away. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I think so. that prayer now in the moment to say, God, what is it that I'm doing that might be an idol? So assess my life. Here's another question. Do you think it can be identified as an idol without some kind of extraction of that? Absolutely. I think because I think God can do God can do all things and God can bring that to your heart. And if you're truly honest with him and truly seeking out his wisdom, his knowledge and his path forward, yeah. He will be faithful to honor that. I agree with that. I think getting honest with God, just pouring out to him. And at least for me, I knew when I was putting it as an idol. I knew when I was prioritizing it. Mm. So it took me being honest with God. And I could I could tell somebody else in my life how um, this was going to honor God. Like I could, I came up with some you know, sort of <laughs> ways of thinking about it yeah. in a way that might sound like, oh, it's perfectly fine to right. do that. I'm trying to honor God in this way. Yeah. You know, you right. can do that. But when it's That's just called me- justification. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the wrong justification. Just, just if you need a word for it, because I'm very good at that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But I couldn't do that with God. Right. If right. I'm really being honest with God, that's it's just like, OK, we both know this is going on here. Yeah. And I think journaling is very helpful to yeah. uncover that in your time with God. Right. Agreed. Yeah. That has helped me. Oh, my goodness. And I've we've discussed this on the program. If I ever pass away suddenly y'all are to go to my Burning house Burn the, the journals, journals. Uh-huh. dig a big uh, hole we're doing True. that for all right. of us yes. right i mean right. this is pinky Absolutely. promise kind yeah. of deal and and you too will we'll just send us your dreams <laughs> that's right <laughs> but it is it is true a lot of that comes out in the journaling process especially if you're if you feel like that is your gift and you process that way mm-hmm. um, it can help you process through so you know be honest with god accountability journaling mm-hmm. anything else that mm-hmm. you would throw into the mix yeah i think just that constant prayer of asking god to um, fix it, mm. you know, fix me, Lord, help me mm. set my heart on you. Help me replace whatever the idol is with you and you only. Yeah. Um, and that takes daily recommitment. Oh yeah. So true. Oh yeah. Yeah. You could be real strong one day and the next day. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it takes multiple times. But I will say yeah. Yeah, on the other flip side of that, if you fail, don't be afraid to ask again. True. Sure. True. Because the, the older I get, the more I'm realizing that this is about progress, not perfection. Mm-hmm. And if you, you identify that idol and a week from now, you're like, okay, I know it's an idol. 
I confess that, Lord, please forgive me. Set my heart right again. Set me straight. And then next week you're like, oh, I'm back at the same place. Don't resign yourself to living a life there. Know that there is grace for that place and that you can realign and reset and start all over again. Absolutely. I remember somebody saying, you can tell if it's an idol if it takes over your thoughts. Mm. So one way you can start to delve into this is ask yourself, what are you thinking the most about? The thing that rules your mind Mm. is the thing that's ruling your heart. Mm. Mm. And so that can help you identify what it is you're thinking about. For me, what it is I'm thinking about. How much of my time am I spending moving in this direction and then having the grace when you kind of fall off that, going to God for his grace. But that to me was very helpful. Yeah. And I will say this too, just to kind of just add a little piece on top of that. I don't think we as women, maybe I'm wrong about this, spend enough time thinking about what we think. Like we just think this is the way I am. This is how I feel. And this is just the way it is. And that's not true. That's not true. You can actually give time and intention to thinking about what you're thinking and then identifying those things. Before, uh, I I will say I never thought about those things before. And then it would come out in my writing. I had a blog at the time and I would blog and I'd be like, oh, my word, everything's about brokenness. And that's how God began to say, "Uh, you might have a problem down here, you know, and and so (laughs) that's on all three (laughs) and four and five and six and seven. Um, But that's kind of how he identified it. But but I I had never stopped, like stop the madness, press pause, Mm -hmm. spend 10 minutes in your car a day just thinking about what masters your mind, you know, and what what you fill your mind up with. Um, That has been one of the things in our small group we've been talking about a lot. Like this is not just the way you are. It's not just emotions. It's not just all those things. But you actually um, have control over that. Choices. Choices. Absolutely. It's choices. So spend time with God. What are you going to say? I'm going to say in those idols too that we've put in our lives, Mm. keep us from submitting to God's will. Oh, yeah. Hey, just thought of something. Do you think kids can be an idol? Oh, absolutely. 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 As can our spouses. Marriages. Good. Yeah, yeah. Good things. Yes, yeah. Good things can even be an idol. And so I think we have to just really be intent on examining, hey, God, would you show me if there's anything in my life Mm. that is more important than you? And when you put it that way, Mm -hmm. my goodness. That's some honest conversation right there. And then find a girlfriend and say, hey, would you be willing to work through that question with me and and you can do the same. And not only is it going to deepen your relationship with each other, but you are going to learn more how to pray for your friend mm-hmm. um, as you struggle together to dethrone those idols in your life. Yep. We want that for you. We want you to live the abundant life that God has promised for those who love him. And that is our desire. So if you have any feedback, anything you'd like to ask, any wisdom you'd like to share, we'd love to hear from you. You can always email us at girltalkatthelightfm.org. You show up on the Facebook pages. We'd love to see you there as well. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get podcasts. That's how more people find out about this podcast. And the whole point of them finding out about this podcast is not so they'll know Girl Talk. It's so they'll know Jesus. That is why we do this each and every week. We want to thank our friends at Fox Toyota of East Tennessee for their support and friendship and Man, we could not do it without their help. So we will see you next time we gather around these microphones for the Girl Talk Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us.